This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. Good morning. Hour two of the Daily Tip starts right now on the BetQL Network. I'm Chelsea Messenger. He's Michael Jenkins. And we're getting you ready for an amazing weekend of betting over the next hour. We'll play read and react in the NFL. Should we be talking more about the Indianapolis Colts? I don't think I've had one conversation this year with anybody in the wild talking about the Colts. Maybe that'll change over the weekend. Then at 720, Lucy Burge of BetQL stops by for her first visit of 2024. Will it be as unhinged as Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee? Maybe not, but it should be interesting. And on to 740, we're giving out our survivor picks. Normally picking an outright winner in the NFL seems easy enough, right? But we have all kinds of landmines this week. The best teams resting starters, the bad teams looking to play spoiler, which team can we actually count on to win outright? So, Jenks, I have an important topic to discuss with you. Okay. An update. Let's go. Or a cup date, I should say. So, I have switched oh. cups. I have gone from the oh, no. standard coffee mug to the stainless steel apparatus that is supposed to keep my coffee warm. Here's the problem. All I can taste when I sip my coffee is stainless steel. I don't love the taste of it. Is there like mm. a cure for this? Like all I taste is like the steel. Like it is affecting the flavor of my coffee. And I feel like this is a big problem that we need to address here and now. Well, the problem with this is that you got rid of your, I don't give a sip cup. I'm sure you have it, <laughs> but you need to be drinking out of that. I feel like that's the classic, right? It always looks good whenever you pull it up. I always. It, I don't give a sip. I don't know why it makes me laugh each and every single time I see that, <laughs> even though I've seen it a million times. And every time you do it, I'm like, oh, I like that cup. Well, is there anything you I feel like this, this has to be a common problem. I'm sure you washed it out. There has to be some sort of remedy for this. I would think that there are so many people who, of course, whether it's a Yeti, Stanley Cup, whatever it is that you're drinking out of, there has to be a way to sort of minimize that steel taste there's got to be something out there something you can wash on the inside of your cup and then maybe it sort of diminishes that taste a little bit i don't know i gotta look this up i feel like i just gotta throw the cup away 
Because I think really? I'm just overly sensitive to this because I've seen you do this. Don't you have a stainless steel drinking straw? And it doesn't affect yes. your taste, does it? No, I don't know why it's stainless. Well, just because I use, I'm trying to minimize the effect of coffee on my teeth, which hasn't been working a great deal, by the way. I'm trying my best, but it's better. It's better than just drinking it plain out of the cup. The problem is if you put a stainless steel straw in a in a vat hot full of hot coffee, coffee, guess what? It's hot <laughs> as hell. Yes. You have to be really careful. That first sip is like straight, like hellfire. You're like, ah! It's terrible. So you have to be very, very careful about it. But also, I don't have a... It's an easy straw to reuse. Like, we use these straws all the time at home because we're always... Like, Catherine and I are fiends. We're drinking water, Diet Coke. We drink Diet Coke like it's going out of style. So we just grab a straw and throw it in there. So, I don't know, Chelsea. I, this is a this is a problem that we've got to solve. But you're already willing to throw the entire thing away. I just feel like I have this like white trash in me that loves drinking out of plastic <sighs> and loves eating from plastic spoons because it's similar to what you talked about with the coffee. I like mm -hmm. using plastic spoons, especially when I'm eating something that's cold. Or yeah, because the metal obviously is a conductor. So when you take mm -hmm. that first bite of ice cream, the metal transmits that coldness. And I'm like, yeah. why didn't I just use plastic? So I know this is not great for the oh. environment, but for some reason, I like using plastic utensils and also plastic drinking cups. Like maybe not the throwaway mm. plastic ones, but the cheaper plastic ones. I don't want to drink from a glass. Do you drink from glasses at home? I know this is a oh, yeah. really interesting discussion, but I'm oh, somebody yeah. who would rather drink out of plastic <laughs> and instead of like a fancy glass. Really? No, I drink out of glass all the time at home. All the time. Oh, I drink out of glasses all the time. I, Chelsea, I drink <laughs> exclusively out of glass. If someone hands me a plastic cup, if it's styrofoam, I tear it up in front of their face and I say, no, thank you, sir. I am insulted. No, I, yeah, but I don't, it doesn't really matter. I don't, I don't think I'm as affected by taste based on whether or not I'm drinking from something that's metal, something that's glass, something that's plastic. I don't think it has the effect on me. I mean, each person is different. So maybe the apparatus that you're using is something you're very sensitive to. It sounds like it. I think I'm somebody that's just very sensitive to these type of things. So let me ask yeah. you one more question and we'll move on because I know this is a great discussion. Do you have a favorite <laughs> cup at home that you find yourself coming back to time and time mm. again? I did. It was an old plastic cup, but Catherine, I didn't get rid of it, but Catherine wanted to upgrade the the glasses, our silverware. I mean, and when I say upgrade, so Catherine's the problem. <laughs> Yes, you wanted to be plastic white trash with me, but Catherine won't yes. let you. <laughs> she won't let I I wanted to be a dub tea white trash and just go low, low bar. Nothing you open up my cabinet, what do you see? Styrofoam. That's it. <laughs> nothing but styrofoam. Now ultimately I I really I don't it just doesn't affect me either way. So I was like, yeah, that's fine. I don't, it doesn't matter to me as long as I have something cold to drink out of. Whatever, I'm fine. But some people are very sensitive to that. I think Catherine is, and, and and she's probably right because how many times can you drink out of whatever plastic cups I had in there? I mean, it wasn't looking great. So she just wanted to kind of upgrade a little bit, which I do understand. So we just ordered some decent glasses off of Amazon. So it wasn't a big deal, but I would be with you. 
I'm just not as affected. I'll drink out of anything, whatever. Give me one of those, one of those that you used to get out of next to the water cooler in the kitchen. You put out those little paper cups that end oh, up going yeah. down. You know what I'm talking about? I don't even know how to describe the them where they were around it. The triangle, the triangle pinnacle? bottom. Yeah, sort conical? of. Conical? Yeah, <laughs> conical? Maybe conical. But you know what I'm talking about? You just pull it down, and then you just get yourself a little. And, and of course, if you kept it longer than five minutes, I get all like, you know, the paper would start to mash in your hands. Yeah, that's what I'd drink out of that. Ooh, that's like the number one sign of corporate America. And I'll say this about For Catherine. Sure. At least she's not making you check your luggage. Uh, she's only dictating what kind of glasses you use, <laughs> not to dig up old wounds. <laughs> you guys right. listen to the show. Oh, I love that story. Whenever I whenever I tell, let me give you just an example of what that was like for me. So no, it's okay. All right. Well, enough of the cup dates. And we will go <laughs> on to the NFL because that's what we're here for here on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. So, Bill, uh, let's talk a little NFL and maybe a little Colts football. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, it should be a lot of fun. By the way, try vinegar and baking soda. A little combination. Vinegar, Ooh. hot water, baking soda, and that steel cup oh. of beers. Maybe that'll take the taste out. Vinegar? Well, I'm not telling you to drink it. I'm telling you to rinse the cup out with it. This, yeah, then you rinse it out enough, you won't taste the vinegar. Yeah. I can't wait to taste the vinegar. Like, that's going to be my uh, next problem. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's this exactly tastes right. like vinegar. A that's great exactly taste. right. I, <laughs> I try my best. All right, here we go. Reader react number one. Final week of the regular season in the NFL. There's still a lot of teams alive for playoff spots. The Bills can finish anywhere from the number two seed if they beat the Dolphins of Miami on Sunday to actually out of the playoffs if they lose. And Jacksonville beats Tennessee along with Pittsburgh beating a Ravens team that has nothing to play for. So Jenks, Bills in, Bills out of the playoffs. Bills in. Go Bills, we're with you, fight Bills. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to learn that whole song. Uh, did you guys see the Bills Mafia video? And by the way, of course, when I say did you see the Bills Mafia video, that could go for any Sunday. Did you see the one where the guy jumped through the table, which was on fire, and then he caught on fire, and they were trying oh, to put no. the fire out, and he was running around on, on stop, drop, and roll, Jake. Yeah, stop, drop, and roll, baby. And he, he he was just walking around, and people were behind him trying to put it out. And I'm like, sir, you have to have like third degree burns on some area of your back. Those guys are crazy. But Buffalo has found a way. They have been grinding through the latter part of the season. Chelsea, you got a ticket on Buffalo to win the division. I don't believe in the Miami Dolphins. Actually, this is less about the Bills, and it's more about me not believing in the Dolphins. They're banged up on the offensive line. Last week, Eli Apple was in the secondary because they have secondary issues. Holy Lord, do you want to trust that guy? They're banged up. Jalen Waddle has been out, and the Bills have sort of shifted the way they do things. It's not as pretty with Josh Allen doing everything, but they control games a little bit more, more time of possession, more handing off the football, and it's working. So I will take a team that has more of an identity as opposed to a team that has one win over a team with a winning record. Bills. Yeah, I'll be on the Bills too. Not only just because I have a Bills futures ticket two to one to win the AFC East, but also, like Jenk said, I think this is one where you watch the injury report because – 
The injuries are starting to pile up for the Miami Dolphins. Bradley Chubb's going to be out of this one on the defensive line. Xavier Howard likely out for this one as well. And it's just been a team that's been nursing a ton of injuries. And we haven't even talked about the offensive line yet. You cannot throw the ball down the field if you don't have time from your offensive line to make said passes. So it doesn't matter how explosive your receivers are. You have to have some time from that offensive line to get the ball down there. So I'll be on the Bills. Let's go Bills. Bills in, (laughs) not Bills out. All right, read and react number two. We'll stay in the AFC. It's a winner take all, or at least winner takes the wild card. Maybe the division, depending on what happens. But Houston and Indianapolis meeting on Sunday. Winner in the playoffs, the loser still probably feels pretty good about how their 2023 season went. Which team, though, is the bigger surprise to make the playoffs? The Colts, having lost starter Anthony Richardson for the year and also did a big stretch without star running back Jonathan Taylor, or the Texans, Chelsea, playing with a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud? Has to be the Colts. Like I said, who's been talking about Colts football? Anyone? Anyone? Nobody, nobody cares about the Colts when they don't have Anthony Richardson. And plus, he's been out for most of the year. Like, C.J. Stroud had a stretch there where he missed games, but they've got other good players. Will Anderson, of course, on the defensive uh, side of the ball. It's been a great story for the Texans, and it's been the more exciting team to watch. So I think the bigger surprise would definitely be the Colts because ain't nobody talking about the Colts unless you're a Colts fan. Oh, I disagree. I'm going Texans. I think it's Texans relative to what we expected out of Houston this season. I actually like the Colts better with Gardner Minshew than Anthony Richardson, just because at least Gardner Minshew has NFL experience. He is a solid NFL backup. I don't necessarily think he's a starter. He's done a nice job. The Colts admitted, we're taking a real risk here with Anthony Richardson, and he's going to take some time to develop. Maybe he'd be great this year. We don't know. But ultimately, for a three-win Texans team, starting a guy in C.J. Stroud. There were all sorts of questions about C.J. Stroud and the fact that he has played as well as he's played. And I think overall, maybe the Texans have less talent than the Colts. Give me Houston. All right, last one. I disagree. I disagree. I think relative to the start of the season, you're right. But I think the question now is, if you're a team in the AFC, which team would you rather face in the postseason? I think the answer is the Colts. You don't want to face C.J. Stroud and the Texans, that passing offense. So, yes, relative to the start of the season, I do think the the Texans are probably the bigger surprise. But now, I don't think anybody would be shocked if, like, the Texans went toe-to-toe with somebody now that C.J. Stroud has kind of found his footing. Okay. I mean, I, I, I would, I would love, I would love to make a strong argument for Colts versus Texans. But if you want to sell me on the Colts, Chelsea, I will give you that. Yes, Colts, it is. All right, let's win real quick. Colts football. The Packers and Bears play this week. Green Bay nearly needs a win to lock up an NFC wild card, and they face. Of course, their rival, the Bears, in Week 18. Aaron Rodgers was famous for owning the Bears 24-5 and lifetime, but he ain't there. He's a Jet, and he's not even playing. But they do have Jordan Love, who is 1-0 against the Bears lifetime after winning earlier this year. So, Jinx, Chicago, Green Bay, Packers in, Packers out. Packers out. Bears. Bears. Hey, Justin Fields playing some good football right now. 
He's not blowing our minds, but he has steadily improved during the course of his short career in Chicago. The Chicago defense is playing really good football right now. I like the Bears plus three, and the pressure is all on the Packers. Let's see what you can do, Jordan Love, in this spot because the Bears are locked in, and all they have to do is go play football not worry about a damn thing. Chicago. Yeah, remember when the Packers had to win one game with Aaron Rodgers against the Lions and they didn't? Shades of that. Shades of that. I'll go Bears here. All right, coming back from the break, Lucy Bird stops by talking all things pop culture and maybe some fun surprises next on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. And we are back. It's going to be a great day because Lucy Burge is stopping by from BetQL. Uh, maybe we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers because, Jenks, I don't know if you've been following because I know you're not a huge Aaron Rodgers uh, fan, but no, the I'm way not. that he continues to insert himself in the headlines despite being hurt, it's almost impressive. Like, I think at this point now he's saying the most mm-hmm. ridiculous things possible because he's already said, like, the most ridiculous things so he has to keep going higher. It's like soap operas where like somebody's already died. Somebody's already been pregnant. So now they got to go like evil twin route. Like they've got to go mm-hmm. so far into the ridiculous to keep one upping themselves. Do you think this is what's going on with Aaron Rodgers where we will just continue to get more and more ridiculous quotes from him on the Pat McAfee show? Well, I think this is what happens when you pay guests is what I think. And I understand that Pat McAfee is not a journalist, but when you're paying someone like as someone who really appreciates and studied and has participated in actual journalism, this is one of the, this is one of the real risks that you run. So Pat McAfee isn't going to have Aaron Rodgers on for this long unless he delivers, he gets paid Mm -hmm. to deliver. And so that's why he says ridiculous things like this. That's why he talks about taking ayahuasca. That's why he talks about his smooth poops, all these ridiculous things that we talk about each and every single week because he's getting paid to do it. If Aaron Rodgers got paid millions of dollars to go on Pat McAfee and was boring and gave us cliches and just talked about his Achilles rehab, would they continue paying him? No, they wouldn't because he's not delivering the headlines. He gets paid to do this. So there's a reason why he sits there for such a long time and talks about so many different things and makes all these bizarro accusations and talks about these different things that you would never anticipate because he is getting paid. So this will continue to happen because that's what he's paid to do. I agree with you, and I do think it's like the reality star complex to where you have to be dramatic or else you're not going to be a reality star. Right. But on the other hand, do we really think he's doing this for money? I feel like he's doing it for the love of the game, for the love of being dramatic. I don't think that Mm -hmm. it matters that he's being paid. I get what you're saying, and I do agree with you with the journalistic, you know, uh, process and all that. 
But don't you feel like he would be doing this regardless? Like maybe not on the Pat McAfee show, but Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers is going to find a way to get attention, right? Well, I think it's both. I think it's perfect. You're mm-hmm. someone who craves the spotlight. You need the spotlight. You like being in the spotlight. And also, you can get paid millions of dollars to do so, to stay in that spotlight. Sure. So I don't necessarily think you have to choose between one or the other. It's the perfect setup. If you're someone craving headlines and they'll say, hey, how about you just come and sit on this show for half an hour once a week? We'll pay you millions of dollars. You get all the spotlight, all the attention you want. That is a win-win for Aaron Rodgers. So it's a perfect setup for him and who he is and what his ego needs. I think what rubs me the wrong way and a lot of people the wrong way is the fact mm-hmm. that he acts like he doesn't love attention. Oh, I don't have a Twitter. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't have social media. I don't want that attention. But yet you go on Pat McAfee every week and spew out these crazy right. things that you know is going to garner attention. So I think that's what rubs people the wrong way is the fact that disingenuous is the word that people keep using because he just feels like mm-hmm. he's, I don't know, slimy or like just misleading all the time back from when he said he was, quote, immunized uh, all the way up until now. But we've got to get Lucy's take on this. Let's bring in Lucy Burge, BeckQL writer, host of Back to the Futures, each and every Sunday night right here on BeckQL. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hard hit into right. Back at the wall. Tie game. Big puppy. I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Always Boston Strong, it's Lucy Burge. How do you like them apps? All right, Lucy. So clearly the topic of this segment has been Aaron Rodgers. I know you have a take here, and have you heard some of these quotes coming off Pat McAfee? Can he get any more dramatic than he's being now? I feel like he can't. Yes, well, good morning and Happy New Year. He is the biggest drama queen of our time and most disingenuous athlete, as Nick Wright said. That is absolutely true. The more you think about it, the more it is absolutely true because he comes off as a person who is like nice and he seems kind of like 
quiet when he's on the show. If you were watching that show for the first time and you just hear him, you think, oh, he seems like a nice guy. He is out of his mind. This guy will say anything, will say anything for a headline and you can see it. It's exactly what you were saying is that he is obsessed with seeing his name and his quotes and his words in headlines. And you know, last night, as we were seeing all of the quotes coming off of the show yesterday of Pat McAfee in headlines around the world, you know, he was scrolling through those loving it. He got one hit of that of the first time it is something he said went viral or one of his cleanses went viral. One hit of that and it was off to the races. He now has to create the most outrageous headlines and mention other celebrities like Jimmy Kimmel so that it ties in other people and other stories. So it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And and that's what happened. He is obsessed with seeing his name in a headline, no matter what. Torn Achilles headline might come back this season. Headline not coming back this season. Headline. It is endless and he will he will go to any length any length talk about his bowel movements to get a headline he (laughs) will do anything for this so it's not the most shocking thing in the world but you hear him say that you're like aaron don't do this don't go that far you don't need to do this you already are a are good football player you don't need to go for but but because he's not playing he needs to create the headline somehow and like you said he is being paid to be on on uh, Pat McAfee, but his friend Pat McAfee, and he needs to deliver. But there are some ways to deliver. You can be you can be a little more creative than that, Aaron Rodgers, and not make up things potentially about people, um, and uh, and maybe be uh, you know more more entertaining than just slanderous. Lucy, let's talk about another football player, another quarterback, another former MVP, and I'm talking about Tom Brady, who apparently was watching the Michigan game shirtless. So you have Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I, I love that I'm talking about journalism. And then my first question is about Tom Brady being shirtless. I mean, this so is you've got, it, it's what part yeah. of it. So you've got Aaron Rodgers, who is just absolutely out there. Like no shame, no filter at all when he says and does things. And I feel like Tom is just the opposite where he just drops little nuggets, right? Like, oh, I'm just watching the game, but also I'm shirtless with a gold chain on. What is going on with him? Is he going to be an older thirst trap now? Is he trying to send a message? What is your just view on him doing this in the first place? Yeah, well, you look at the two uh, put together, and Aaron Rodgers, uh, to make headlines, has to say what he said. And then you got Tom Brady making headlines just by posting a 10-second video of himself reacting to his alma mater uh, winning the Rose Bowl. And he just turns the camera ever so nonchalantly to show that he is not wearing a shirt and also wearing a diamond chain. I mean, that was a a perfect – I mean, cinematography could take a lesson from (laughs) what Tom Brady did with that camera because my goodness you even get a little little slip of uh, the nip in there too he did a really good job with that photography the lighting was perfect everything because it, it was a little bit understated like oh, i'm just gonna it looks like i turned it by mistake but i didn't because i'm just you know, i don't know how to you know, do social media no he's very good at that and lest we forget the uh thirst trap that he posted about a year ago it was after the giselle divorce from his Miami condo, from his bed, the, the the thirst trap heard around the world, and we thought, okay, Brady's turning into thirst traps now, and that he he's nonchalantly doing this while also posting. This also made headlines. All he has to do is just post a photo, and it makes headlines of his uh, his uh, uh, Richard Neal watch. 
that was I saw valued at two to three million dollars. The skull watch. So that's all he has to do. And Aaron Rodgers has to go on and and possibly get sued for what he's doing. All Tom Brady has to do is like, oh yeah, I'm not wearing a shirt. Let's go Michigan. Here's my watch. Let's go Michigan. Headlines around the world. So uh, you know, Tom Brady just a little bit more classier in the way he does it and doesn't have to be disingenuous. He's just living his life. That's all he's doing. So I was very impressed by Tom Brady's social media performance um, over the holidays. But uh, Aaron Rodgers, not so much. Yeah, and I'm sure it's very easy to be impressed when Tom Brady is shirtless. He's, you know, yeah, not good looking or anything. Didn't sway your opinion, I bet. Not even 1%. But if we're talking about football players and headlines, can we talk about Travis Kelsey for a second? From a football perspective, what the hell has happened to Travis Kelsey? And does this have anything to do with all of the media attention he's gotten from dating Taylor Swift? Because I'm not going to say it's Taylor Swift's fault. It's not. Um, but something's going on with Travis Kelsey. Like, he was tight end number one for a long time in the NFL. And this year, the past three weeks, I don't know what's happened. Is this due to his relationship or all the attention? What is it? It's hard to think that it's not the relationship being a distraction. He has dropped three passes in the past three weeks. Very on Travis Kelsey. Like there was a point in this season, the beginning when the Taylor Swift start stuff started to become mm -hmm. a major thing when we thought, okay, chiefs in the super bowl, of course, because that's the script that the NFL wants, but also the chiefs are a good team. Not really anymore. They're not that they're not, uh, the upper echelon of teams in the NFL, Travis Kelsey being very un Travis Kelsey like. And it's hard to think that it's not something to do with the relationship, which I, it's not a bad thing. I mean, that's your, your personal life is a very important part of your life. But it makes me wonder if he's going to retire this season and retire and he and, and Taylor will get married and live their life and he can can put himself in a position to do other things you see headlines that he has been making where he wants to be as famous as the rock which sure he could probably go in that avenue wwe he could probably do that he could probably do tv things he's in a million commercials he could retire and be like gronk but in a, a little bit of a different way because he can speak. I'd say his sentences are a little more clearer than Gronk. So he, but by a little bit. So he can maybe, he has more opportunities, I think, and more things he can do. Gronk is great, but I think Travis Kelsey, he has a different different kind of voice. So it's a little more of a, like a falsetto. And he has a podcast. So he's got his <laughs> podcast. He's got media entities. He's got so many other things he is doing that I would not be shocked if Travis Kelsey just says, you know what, I'm going to retire. It was a great run in the NFL. I have a Hall of Famer and just retire this season and, and after this season and then just go on his merry way and, and live his life uh, with, I would say, with Taylor Swift and that they will get married. Oh, I love it when you bring the hot, the hot take predictions <laughs> on the marriages. Lucy, I think you've seen Saltburn like I have. And I just have to get... You have not seen it? I have not seen it. So oh, this is what I thought. Oh. So, Jenks, I thought, I saw this, and I thought it was okay. a new restaurant opening. And I thought, oh, this is the oh. hottest new restaurant. Not a restaurant. <laughs> no. No. Heard. Not a restaurant. Not and let it. me just say, I think it would be right up your life. Have you seen Saltburnville? If you have not seen Saltburn, just... Do yourself a fit. It's unlike anything that you will see, and I didn't know what to think for a while 
But by the end, I was like, you know what? I'm in. And everything's kind of over the top on purpose, but I can't wait to hear your take on when you finally watch it because I know you will have all the takes. Okay, so I will have to watch that for next week. It's Is it anything like Escaping Twin Flames? No, it is not <laughs> reality. What's it, it about? Is not- I've never even heard of it. It is, well, it's it's caused a lot of, well, there's different articles written about it. And essentially it is about two very different people who end up attending Oxford together. One is a very well-to-do, super handsome, great guy. Everyone loves him. And the other guy's kind of a nerd, doesn't really have any friends. And they end up becoming really close and then the hot guy, whatever his name is, with the, with the very grandiose family, invites the nerdy guy back to Saltburn, which is where he grew up. And everything is very quirky in each character and how they play out their individual roles. And then there is a twist as you get closer to the end of the movie that you do not anticipate. But there's a, it's a lot on purpose all of the time. Okay, that would actually be a really good tagline for the movie itself. They should have used that a lot yes. on purpose all the time. So Saltburn, <laughs> yes, <laughs> Saltburn is an estate, not a. It's like a, a homestead. Exactly. Not a restaurant. You know how people that are well to they often name their estates. So Saltburn oh, is name of this estate. Yeah, you named okay. it or nailed it. Yeah, the yeah, the, the Westford Manor, you know things like that. Balmoral Castle. Yes. Exactly. All right. Well, I've got to wrap up Jenks Netflix Corner because we do have some sports to talk about on the other end. Lucy, thanks for stopping by. Great stuff. Follow her on Twitter at Lucille Burge. We're back with more Daily Tip after this. We've got our Survivor Fix. Stick with us. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back on a Women of Wagertainment Wednesday. That's right. It is a Wednesday, January the 3rd, if you are needing some direction in your life at this stage of the year, because it does feel a little all over the place uh, when it comes to after New Year's, after Christmas. Uh, In a few minutes here on the show, we'll get to our survivor picks. It is a landmine of uh, problems when trying to pick an outright winner in the NFL this week. I think there's only one double-digit favorite. But we will do our best. Jenks, during the break, I have been looking up Saltburn, this movie that you've been <laughs> trying to sell us on. Uh, after a quick reading of the plot, me thinks this is not a movie that I can watch with my daughter. Uh, no. Some of these things seem very wild. Like two it's minutes wild. in to the plot on Wikipedia. Uh, is it NC-17? <laughs> what are you watching? Oh, it's not. It's it's. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's one scene in particular, (laughs) and you'll know exactly the scene I'm talking about. I'm not going to give it away, no spoilers, but when you're watching and you're like, oh my God, you know exactly, I mean, and, oh my God, I don't know what to tell you. There's a couple scenes in particular. Yes, do not, this does not need to be on 
while your daughter <laughs> is around. And then Catherine, oh my God, she was playing a joke on her mom. She's like, mom, you got to watch this salt burn. You should watch it over lunch. It's great. Oh, it's no. a great film. And her mom did. And her mom texted back, well, that was something. <laughs> so it is, yes. And I, I, full disclosure, like I said, midway through, I was like, I don't know if I like this film. But I'm glad I watched it. And by the end, I was like, okay, I'm in. It took me a while to get there. And I think the best review or the thing that spoke to me when I was reading reviews was, this will be one of those films that you got to think about after you're done with it. And you might end up liking it more once you think about it. And that's kind of where I ended up, where the more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, I did. It just took me a while to get there because it's just different than most films I've seen in a long time. You might hate it. I can see where someone would say, I don't like this at all. But I can also see where someone would say, you know what? It's really weird. It's really bizarre. There's a lot to it. But also, I'm glad I saw it. I would love to get your take on it. Well, I don't think this is a movie that will be shown in our family household. You know, after reading some of these uh. things on Wikipedia, it seems pretty raunchy. And I feel like I just, I never have a time where our four-year-old is not in the house. So this is why sports are perfect. Because for the most part, you know, sports are pretty tame. Like somebody will get mm -hmm. hurt like now and again, but it's not especially gory. You know, it's like we watch a lot of basketball. Blake doesn't mind watching basketball. Like she actually mm -hmm. likes it. So this is very PG rated until Draymond Green gets on the court. Uh, but this is why I don't watch a lot of shows because every single time I find something interesting, oh, somebody's head's getting blown off. Uh, my four-year-old should not be watching that. So maybe one day I will get to watch Saltburn, but it feels like it has to be a day where she is away from home. But we'll watch the NFL this week. Maybe we can pick some outright winners that me and my four-year-old can root for. So we're going to bring in the whole crew. Everybody is going to give their play for an outright winner. And here are the rules for our Survivor Show um, contest. The team just has to win. They don't have to cover. And if a team you pick loses the week that you pick them, you can't use them again for the rest of the season. And you can't use the same team in back-to-back -back weeks. So let's do it. There can be only one. Who will survive? All right, let's get into it with our survivor picks. Now, Matt's not here this week, and I'm not seeing his pick in the rundown. So next up, we will go to Bill. So, Bill, who do you like this week in Survivor? Yeah, I was going to go. A lot of people are going, uh, spoiler alert here, a lot of people are going, obviously, with Dallas over Washington. Uh, some folks that uh, like PJ and guys like that that have, have already given me their picks. But I don't trust rivalry games. It would just be so Dallas to come to Washington with a chance for the division title and then lose. So I'm going to go with another team that's trying to wrap up their division against a team who's really bad. I'm going to take Tampa Bay to beat Carolina, win the NFC South, lock up the number four seed in the NFC, losing the first week of the playoffs, but they'll win this week. They'll beat Carolina. Give me the Bucks over the Panthers for the final regular season week of the NFL. Well, fading the Panthers is usually a good decision, but in the <laughs> NFC South, God, that division, it's almost unwatchable. Uh, but Bill will be tuning in to see if Tampa Bay wins. That's All right, right, next up, we're going to go to David. Looks like you were going 
to the AFC North. Who you got? Everybody all together now. We're going to the dog pound, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) And why are we going to the dog pound? Because a good old Joey Flacco. We like the Joey Flacco. We we tail the Joey Flacco. We want to see great things. See, here's here's my thing. I I I don't see Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's come back down to earth. I think Browning is is now where he should be in the hierarchy of backup quarterbacks. And I think Joe Flacco continues this trend upwards to the point where I think this game solidifies him as the comeback player of the year and they find a way to give DeMar Hamlin some kind of other award of hey you shouldn't even be alive congratulations for making it back kind of thing but I like Cleveland here to continue the role and let's all hope and pray that they end up playing the Baltimore Ravens so we can see Flacco versus the Ravens oh <sighs> That's awesome. a tough one, though. Do we know that – are the Browns playing their starters? What's the line on that game? Like, obviously, that don't would be know. telling. Yeah, don't know because they can't move. They can't move down. They can't move up. They're stuck, I believe, is the five seed. I think there's a reason that line is six because the Browns are getting six points in that game. So wouldn't we assume that somebody's sitting out, right? If the Browns are getting six points against the Bengals, you think, you me think thinks so. there is a chance that somebody's not starting. So buyer beware. I, I like it, David. I just think that we need to keep our eyes peeled for who's actually playing in that game. All right, Jenks. I see that I thought you were going to delete your pick, but it looks like it's just highlighted in the rundown. So, yep. Jenks, who you got in Survivor? Come on, guys. Cowboys over Commanders. <laughs> I mean, do you want an explanation? Here's one. The commanders are terrible. They're bad. Ron Rivera, he's going to be gone. We all know it. Ron knows it. The Cowboys are playing for something. The commanders are just ready for this season to end. And also, I believe now, and this, obviously, I'm just looking for an outright win here. I believe now the commanders are 0-6-1 against the number at home this season. That's the worst home mark in the NFL. And we're not talking about the Cowboys covering. Cowboys over the Commanders. That's the pick. (sighs) I almost did this one, but for the reasons that Bill stated, I posted a TikTok for my teasers, and the Cowboys Mm -hmm. are one of those teams. Every single person said, the Cowboys are going to ruin your teaser because so many people have so little faith in the Cowboys on the road. I think there is a limitation to that. Like, the Cowboys are still a good team. Like, they've had some tough games on the road, and I don't think that they're going to just turn into a pumpkin, or at least I wouldn't think so. I'd be with you, but there are a lot of people who are not believers in the Cowboys this week simply because they are playing on the road. As for me, I avoided the Cowboys for that reason, and just to make things interesting, I'm going to go with the Lions over the Vikings. It is a home game, and the Lions have been really, really solid in this spot. A perfect 4-0 against the spread this season coming off a loss and dating back to last season. 7-0 against the spread in their last seven games coming off a loss. So usually when they're coming off a loss, they make some good adjustments, and plus they're facing the Vikings. They've already beat them on the road this year. I'll take the Lions at home in the final game 
of the regular season. So now it's time to stir the pot a little bit. We've already done it uh, a little tiny bit, but I'm gonna open up the floor. If anybody has a problem with any pick on this slate that we've chosen for Survivor, speak now or forever hold your peace. Hmm. I'm gonna give David the opportunity to change his pick. If he, now that he realizes that Flacco may not play. Yeah. Nope. I stick with my guns. I think Cleveland's an overall right. better team anyway. And have 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 a little faith in uh, DTR. Come on now. Uh, double team. <laughs> not the rallying cry that Joe Flacco was. But I think I would understand if you were taking the points. But we're talking about Survivor, like a team to win. There's no other team you think that's going to be a trustworthy pick to win? I don't have faith in anybody in this final week. Lord only knows. Lord only knows. (laughs) I have complete faith in the Cowboys. (laughs) And I'll say one thing. I just want to say to all the people who are detractors to the Cowboys on the road, which is fair, you need to understand something. FedEx field will not be a home field advantage. People have quit on this team. And also, if you know DC at all, it sounds crazy. There are a ton yep. of Cowboys fans here. Seriously. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It happens all the time. This will be, there will be as many Cowboys fans as Commanders fans. Oh, at, not even be, close. It won't be close. It'll be 70-30 Dallas. thousand percent. Th- Absolutely. This, this might be the second City, as far as like Cowboy fans, yes. DC may be number two behind Dallas. That's exact. I I think you're exactly right. Yeah. There's a huge Cowboys contingent here. I got in a lift last week to out to Commanders Park. First thing guy says, "Oh, you're going to Commanders." I'm a huge Cowboys fan. Happens all the time. So <laughs> it's not nearly as much of a difficult road trip as you might think for Dallas because it's in DC. Uh, it feels like every game's like that. Like, Cowboys have to have the most bandwagon fans of any team in the NFL. And for that reason, they're really hard to root for. But if you look at this matchup the last time, you know, the Cowboys and Commander squared off. Granted, it was in Dallas, but the Cowboys went 45-10. to 10. Dak Prescott had 331 yards and four passing touchdowns. This secondary for the Commanders feels like they're not getting any better. And I think Dak Prescott still has a point to prove, although he's not going to win MVP this season. Uh, Top of the hour is next on the Daily Tip. Time to talk some NBA or best plays in the association coming your way after the break. For more, listen to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.